Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back and uh, I want to welcome you back. Hi, we're, we're starting this episode off nice and awkward. <laughs> uh, so I know what I want to talk about, but I guess I'm just gathering my thoughts. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about something lately that, you know, it's, it's a thing that has, that I've noticed for a while and it definitely now is a thing that I know is probably because of autism and that is the inability to reach out to people just to say hi. So this is one of the tricky parts of friendships and maintaining them to me is because I will not often think to reach out unless I have something specific to talk to someone about or if I do think to reach out like there are times when I'll like there's a person in my life that I'll think about and I'll be like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. But if I don't have anything to say except how are you doing, I usually won't reach out. I usually won't text that person. I mean, Lord knows I'm not going to call that person. But I usually won't text that person and be like, hi, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing? Um, the reason I don't want to do that is because it feels very small talk to me. And I think this has to do with uh, my strong feelings on the phrase, how are you doing? And how it's just become such a mundane phrase in our vocabulary. You know, like everybody, when asked, how are you doing? The canned answer is, oh, I'm fine. And how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm all right. How are you? You know, so I feel like that question has kind of lost all meaning. So if I'm really wondering how someone's doing, I feel like texting them and being like, oh, hey, I was just wondering how you're doing. They're, they can't, I'm sure that they don't have time in their day to type me a text message about how they're doing, really, even if they thought to do that. If they took my question at face value and they were like, hey, Melissa wants to know how I'm doing. I'm going to tell her. Also, that's such a vague question, right? How are you doing? Do I mean today? Do I mean how have you been doing lately? What what things do I want to know about? Like the question, how are you doing? I believe I've talked about this on the podcast before, but the question, how are you doing is such a wide open question. It's just like a, it's like, how do I even answer that? briefly and succinctly like there's no way so I guess I don't like asking people that question even if I really am wondering how they're doing um if I'm meeting up with someone in person this is different like say I am meeting someone for lunch that I haven't seen in a while then it's like the how are you doing question feels different in that context it's like I can ask how are you doing? And I know we have time to like get into how they're really doing. And then they'll ask me how I'm doing and we have time to get into how I'm doing and what's been going on. And 
da 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 all the things, all the details. But over text, it feels very different. You know, it feels like it either feels like I'm going to be bothering the person by asking them that or like then I'm going to be committed to this long text uh, back and forth that is going to be like it might it might get too much for like both of us to be like oh let's text for three days now and catch up on how we're doing like that's not realistic no one's doing that so I guess the question is, how do you stay in touch with people? That's what I'm wondering. So there are friends that I do periodically like meet up with. This doesn't happen often because for me to meet up with someone, that's a whole other fiasco in and of itself. Like the, the, all of the obstacles and thought processes that go along with making plans with someone to do something like meet up for some sort of an outing in person is, it's a lot. It's a lot of mental gymnastics for me. And I feel like the pandemic made that worse. Like getting out of the habit of seeing people face to face has really, I've lost my, a lot of my skills, my face to face and, and my, ability to plan things with people a little bit easily skills. I'm sorry, I'm wiping my nose real quick because as usual, I'm having awful allergies. You guys are probably sick of me sniffling in your ears on this podcast, but I'm sorry. I can't help it. I ran out of Claritin like four days ago and I went to buy some at Target the other day and they didn't have any and they were all out for some reason, which was really weird. And all they had was the generic brand, which I tried, and it doesn't work as well for some odd reason. I don't know why, because the active ingredient is the same, and I never understand why that's a thing, because Claritin is like 42 times more expensive than the generic one, and I wish the generic one would work, but it doesn't, and Target was out, and I haven't had a chance to go back to the store yet, so my allergies are kicking my butt, so I'm sorry. I might be a little sniffly, as... Usually I feel like I'm always sniffly on this podcast and I always blame my allergies. I'm sorry, guys. Um, so anyway, back, back on topic. Um, so that's the conundrum of maintaining friendships. It's, it is, so I started thinking about this because I have a friend who I've made through, um, I met this person in like a, um, I was about to show my age. I was about to say a chat room. That's not a thing anymore. (laughs) A forum for autistic people. When I first started on this whole journey and started um, looking into autism, and of course I was like researching and went way down the rabbit hole and found every bit of information and every resource that I could, but I stumbled across another podcast that had a, um, like a private forum attached to it where listeners could go and like interact with each other and stuff. Um, So I met this person on that forum and we had a lot in common like I would see his posts and he would see my posts and we'd always be like oh my gosh I resonate so much with your post and like same with me and and, like we got to know each other a little bit outside of the forum like texting and stuff and it's just really weird how like similar of a life that we have lived like I'm like are we the same person except you're a dude and I'm a girl um So anyway, he and his family live out of state. They live somewhere else. And 
so obviously I cannot, um, meet up with him in person, and he and I both being autistic, like, at first we had a lot of stuff to talk about, because we were always talking about, he, he's kind of new on this journey too, and he got his diagnosis, like, almost a year before I did, and so he's still, like, figuring things out and stuff, so we had all of that to talk about, but then, like, as time has passed, and we've kind of talked about a lot of that stuff, like, I always want to, like, reach out to him, because I'll be like, oh, I wonder how he's doing, and then, but then I'm like, I don't really have anything specific to talk about today, so, like, I'm just, yeah, I'll just wait until I have something to talk about, and I feel like he kind of is the same way, probably, because we're basically the same person, like, when we do interact, it's like to share an interesting article we read, or, um, to if we have like a question we both have goats so sometimes I'll be like hey I have this question about goats like so there's always a purpose behind the communication it's always a purposeful communication and even if I'm like oh I wonder how he's doing I should text him then I'm like what am I even gonna say hey how are you like oh I hate that like it's so I'm just this is a very like revelatory insight to me lately where I've been like you know I think that's why I have a hard time keeping up with people even people in my family this isn't just friends like even family I'm like not close to anyone you guys I'm close to my mom and my partner and my kids and like I have a couple friends my best friend Monica and I only talk like every two or three months we get on the phone she doesn't live here either we've been friends since sixth grade We get on the phone every two or three months and we'll talk for like a couple of hours on the phone, just like catching up and filling each other in our lives and whatever. And then we go our separate ways for a couple months and then she'll come visit once in a while or I'll go visit her. Um, She lives up in Washington. I live in California. Um, And she's my best friend in the world. Like I know I could call her if I ever needed her for anything, but like if I don't have anything purposeful to say to her, I just, I don't text her and I don't feel the need to like talk. And we always know, like, that we care about each other and whatever. It's just, it's, uh, it's not a thing where we need to, like, be in contact all the time. Um, and a lot of my friendships work this way, the friendships that I have. So I feel like there are people who have friends, though, that they talk to all the time. And I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? What, what is that? How is that a thing? I had that with my, with my best friend who I was just talking about in, like, you know, in like middle school, you talk all the time, you hang out all the time. Like you get on, we would get on the phone cause that was before there was cell phones. <laughs> um, cause this was like the early to mid nineties and you know, it was, it was easier back then. I don't know. I feel like I had, I don't know, an easier time with her at least being in touch all the, all the time like that. Um, I think cause you have school together and you have like mutual people in common and like, there's always something to talk about when you're a teenager. I don't know with your best friend at least. Um, but like over the years, it's just become increasingly difficult for me to stay in touch with anyone. I used to try really hard to stay in touch with people and it was honestly really stressful. And I always felt like I was failing and I always felt like a terrible friend, and I always would look at people with these strong friendships and people who they hung out with all the time and close circles of friends and people who were really close with all of their family members and extended family members, and I'm like, how is that a thing? Like, how do you make that happen? Because for me, it's really stressful and it's really hard, um, And I, I, but I want it. I, I want it in a way, but I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> 
So maybe I don't want it. Maybe I don't want to be like that. But I do want to kind of figure out a way to stay in better touch with people. You know, I don't, I don't want to get to a point where I have no one because I just haven't been able to, um, navigate the whole friendship maintenance aspect of friendships. Um, yeah, this is, this is a tough one. It's, it's a thing that I think if I work on it, it's one of those things that I could get better at, but I don't think that I'll ever be able to be really good at. Like, I won't be proficient in this. Uh, just because also on the other side of things, like, there are only, like, a select few people that I really feel comfortable um, even reaching out to, to, like, interact with, which sounds kind of, it might sound weird or it might not sound weird to you guys, but, like, to me, reaching out and, like, pursuing a friendship with someone actively even like pursuing the maintenance of a friendship to me feels really vulnerable I don't know if that comes from my past of like being bullied when I was younger or sometimes being tricked by particularly girls other girls um this is this is an episode that I, I would like to do a full episode on bullying and how that affected me and how awful that can be for people um but I definitely, there were instances where I, I was kind of tricked by people who I thought were my friends, who like really weren't, obviously in the long run were not my friends. Um, so I don't know if it's like residual trauma from that, that probably plays into it a lot of me feeling really, really vulnerable, putting myself out there and being like, oh, what if this person doesn't even really like me? What if they're just being nice? What if they think I'm annoying? What if I'm bothering them by texting them or inviting them somewhere? What if they just said yes because they feel bad saying no? Like I get all of these weird anxious questions in my mind, but then also, um, autism definitely plays into this and probably ADHD too in the sense that like I do have a very like rigid sense of what I want to do and when I want to do it also there are certain times when I like I have a hard time incorporating others into my life for various reasons I guess that's the easiest way to say it and I think if you're listening and you're autistic or if you have ADHD or both uh you can understand what that means so Anyway, this is just something I've been thinking about. I wanted to get on and kind of process it a little bit. And uh, yeah, I think that's kind of all I have to say about it, though. Uh, I update on therapy. I've had three appointments now with my therapist. I have another one coming up on Christmas Eve, which is good. I feel like I'm going to I'm gonna need that appointment on Christmas Eve. I'm feeling kind of sad about Christmas Eve um, or about Christmas coming up because Christmas is just going to be kind of different this year. Both of my kids are going to be gone on Christmas day. My younger one, my daughter is going to be, um, with her dad, um, out of town seeing family on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And my son who is older is going to be at his boyfriend's parents' house on Christmas day. And so this is the first year that I'm not going to see either of my kids on Christmas day. We're going to do Christmas the day after Christmas. So, um, 
I feel like I said in my holiday episode like I feel like the days that we celebrate things are kind of arbitrary so like doing Christmas on the 26th isn't a big deal to me but just like I think the transition of like that this is a big change it's not how it usually goes and it's just gonna feel really different this year and so I think that's the part about it that's hard and also just my daughter's kind of past the Santa age and past the whole like magic of Christmas phase in that way um and she's my youngest and it's sort of weird like transitioning out of that I'm not having any more kids uh so I'm like this is you know my kids are 11 years apart so I feel like when my son who's older started transitioning out of the magic of Christmas phase I had my daughter and so then I got to go back through all of that again with her and so it's been like my son's 24 so it's been 24 solid years of like having little kids at Christmas and having the Christmas magic so this year Christmas will still feel like magic I really do love Christmas um I don't love all of the things that go along with it necessarily but I do love like the vibe the lights all of the things and the yummy foods and all that um but like this year is just gonna feel different so anyway back to my that was a tangent I just want to process all of the things with you guys today um so I do I have an appointment with my therapist on Christmas Eve I think that'll be good but I really like her I think I think this one's gonna work out I think this is a good fit thankfully because I don't think I could oh, if I had to go through another therapist who wasn't gonna work out and then find that this this would have been the third one in a row now that I had to like do a bunch of appointments with and like get to know and then realize it wasn't a match so I'm really happy that this seems like it's gonna be a good fit for me she's very insightful she's very inquisitive she asks good questions she asks good leading questions that make me really think about things she gave me some homework which was very like not a big (laughs) homework sounds scary to some people but like it was a very um it's like if you want it if you want to have a little a little assignment at home I would like you to try and do this and I appreciate that because I'm like okay this is something for me to work on at home outside of this office which is good it was something achievable it wasn't anything that was going to be like big or stressful so um anyway things are going good with her that's a little update on that and uh in general life is good so I hope you guys are having a good day wherever you're at and uh I'm gonna get on with my day now and I will talk to you next time as usual contact info is going to be in the show notes reach out to me if you have anything to say I love hearing from you guys and uh what's the other thing oh yeah rate and leave a review if you're listening on a platform that allows you to leave a rating or a review please do that it helps the show out that's all I have to say for now guys I'll talk to you next time bye